tell you, that song is so true. You know, Jesus, He could have got off that cross any time. In fact, if He wouldn't have wanted them to take Him, He could have, I mean, he could have stopped them. When those soldiers came to get Him, and they, He just said, I am He, they all went falling backwards. And He went, we forget sometimes, He went to that cross willingly. And uh, boy, I thank, I thank God for that love. Go ahead and take your Bibles today. And turn to Psalms chapter 12. Psalms chapter 12. This might be a little a bit different than a normal Sunday morning message that you might hear. But I hope, I hope you will get what I'm trying, uh, I want to teach you here. I want to show you something that can really be a help, not just to you, but to our church. And after you get to know me, you'll find out that, uh, I can be pretty blunt, but I'm, when I'm blunt, it's usually not me being rude. It's just kind of my way of being funny, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I'm not a mean person. Uh, I, I, do, I do care about people. And people that know me really well, like if you hear me around them, I might sound like I'm really mean to them, but they don't think I am because they, you know, they, kind of, they know what's in here. And so in case you don't know me real well yet, and you hear some of the statements and things, it might sound kind of mean, but I'm here to tell you it's not. I do, I do care about everybody here, and I, I am, I'm humbled at the fact that you all uh, regularly come here and listen to me preach. It means a lot. But the Lord really spoke to me uh, about He gave me this message a while back because one of the things that we see happening. It's all. It's always been a problem, but I think it's even worse today than ever because of with the internet and everything. And communication is so easy now, and you really see it a lot during these years, during the election years, especially. Everybody wants to debate. Everybody wants to argue, and it can get pretty heated. And you're going to see that here as it gets close to November, boy. You're going to see some ugly commercials and you're going to see rallies and things and people yelling at each other and getting mad. And it just can get downright violent and downright ugly. And you know what? It even happens in churches sometimes. Even in churches. I've heard stories about fistfights breaking out in church over stupid things. I mean, things that... Fortunately, I haven't seen it yet. But I mean, over... I mean... They're fighting over, you know, what color the new carpet should be here. They're fighting over, I mean, just, I mean, little things that, that don't matter and it gets ugly and, uh, churches will, they'll have splits and everybody gets mad at each other and everybody's fighting with each other. And those kind of things, they, they can happen in any church. And thank God, you know, we've only been here six months, but it hasn't happened yet, you know, knock on wood and everything. But I hope, I hope it doesn't happen. I hope it does never happen, but the chances are, because we are a church and because there is a large number of people here that all have different personalities, all have different experiences, and all of us, there's something that we all have that's all different, that it's all, I mean, they're probably all unique in some way, and that is we all have our own opinions. We all have our very own opinions, and today, I'm going to talk about what I call the truth about your opinion. Okay, now, throughout the message, I might sound like I'm insulting your opinions, but understand, I don't even know what most of them are. And it's not personal. This applies to me just as much as it applies to you. And I want us to read Psalms chapter 12. To get, it says, Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fail from among the children of men. 
They speak vanity, every one with his neighbor, with flattering lips, and with a double heart do they speak. The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things, who have said with our tongue we will prevail. Our lips are our own, who is Lord over us. For the oppression of the poor, for the sighing of the needy, now will I arise, saith the Lord. I will set him in safety from him that puffeth at him. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in the furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. The wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I ask that You will be in this message today. Lord, I pray You'll give me the words to speak. And Lord, I pray You will help everyone to just to, that they'll get the spirit of this message, Lord. And I pray that it will uh, help us to have the right attitude, Lord, and that we won't uh, get so caught up in our opinions, Lord, that it causes uh, division and strife. And I pray that You will uh, You will use this, Lord. In Your name we pray. Amen. During the next several weeks, uh, on Sunday mornings, uh, when we have our spring program, we're, we're having a theme that's called Going for the Gold. And when I say going for the gold, uh, you know, in the Olympics, we're in, the, we're in an Olympic year. You have people that are competing in different events, and they're hopefully they're all trying to get gold. They're all trying to get the best. You know, it's, you don't want to have an attitude of, well, I'm content with bronze. Bronze is good. And that is quite an accomplishment to receive a bronze medal in the Olympics. But everybody ought to be trying to do the very best that they can. Everybody, whatever you do in life, you ought to try to do the best in your job. You ought to try to be the best that you can be in that job. As a husband or a wife, you ought to try to be the best spouse that you could possibly be. Always trying to achieve the highest level that you can. And as a church, we want to also be going for the gold. We don't want to, we don't want to shoot for mediocrity. We don't want to shoot for that. We don't want to shoot for just being, uh, you know, better than most. We ought to, it ought to be our desire to be the best we possibly can be. That ought to be the desire. And so over the next several weeks, I'm going to be talking about different things that I believe that biblically, uh, they are things that we ought to be shooting for in the church. That we ought to be trying to be the best that we can in these different areas. And there's a good chance, I mean, we've got all kinds of different people here and all kinds of different backgrounds and personalities. And there might be some things that you don't totally agree with. And we live in a country today where, uh, I mean, disagreements are not handled real well. You know, there are some things it's okay to disagree on. Now, I know in this country we like to fight over everything. I mean, we like some of these politicians, uh, you listen to them during these debates and things, and they're not that much different. I mean, when it comes down to it with how they vote and on a lot of the issues, they're not that much different. But boy, when you see the way they go at it with each other, and when the way the supporters and, the, and their groups go at it with each other, I mean, you'd think it was as different as Abraham Lincoln and Adolf Hitler. But it's not. It's not that different. You'd think it's as different as God and the devil. But it's not always that different. And that can happen real quick in a, in a church if we're not careful. And there are some things I want to show you that will hopefully help you have the right mindset where that will not happen with you. But we're talking about opinions today. An opinion, the definition of it, is the judgment which the mind forms of any proposition, statement, theory, or event. 
the truth or falsehood of which is not supported or which is supported by a degree of evidence that renders it probable but does not produce absolute knowledge or certainty. Did you know that while we all have opinions and some might be right in some areas and some might be wrong, did you know whether or not your opinion is the truth? It has nothing to do with the fact that it's your opinion. If it's the truth, it's the truth whether you think it or not. I might have the opinion that I am the greatest basketball player in all the world. That might be my opinion. But does that make it true? Absolutely not. In fact, there's plenty of people that could prove that that is not the case. But it's my opinion. I'm entitled to my opinion. I have a right to my opinion. And that's absolutely correct. I do have a right to my opinion, but it doesn't change. It's not going to necessarily make it true. It was once said, I wish I came up with this, I didn't, I read it. But it was once said that opinions are like armpits. Everybody has a couple and they usually stink. And uh, there's a lot of truth to that. But here's some truths about your opinion. When I say your opinion, understand I'm talking about my opinion too. We're talking about opinions here. We're not talking about absolute truth. We're talking about opinions. But the truth is nobody cares about your opinion. You think, oh, that's terrible. You mean, are you saying you don't care about my opinion? And, and listen, there's certain areas and things, you know, where I, I'm the kind of person I like to get other people's opinions. Uh, and, but most of the time, it's probably because I'm not real sure. And there's people I trust and I listen to. But when it comes down to it with everybody, the simple fact is when it comes to making the decision after hearing everybody's opinions, what we do, it all comes down to what our opinion is. The other ones really don't matter. That's the truth. We're all like that. People, you say, well, no, people care about my opinion. I've got all kinds of people that like my opinion. Yes, the ones who agree with your, or their opinion agrees with your opinion. You want people to act like they respect your opinion? If it agrees, then they do. You'll have one politician, they got their, I mean, and the debates are almost a joke anymore. They'll have these debates. And pretty much, if one candidate doesn't go up there and just completely make a fool of himself, everybody that was already for him is like, man, my guy won the debate. My guy, my, my guy won. Boy, he, he was right on the money with everything he was saying. Why are you saying that? Is it because you've checked the facts on all these things? Or is it because he was saying something that you already agree with? When he was expressing his opinions, they lined up with yours. Because you've got another group right over here that are saying something completely opposite, and yet they're saying their guy won the debate. Their guy was right on the money. The truth is, they liked him because his opinion agreed with theirs. It has nothing to do with truth. And you know that because as soon as there is a disagreement with somebody, your opinion doesn't matter anymore. I, I, I like to kind of give this illustration. We have, do we have any, any Cardinal fans in here today? Who thinks Cardinals are the best baseball team? Alright, Cheyenne, you know what? Your opinion with baseball is stupid. You know what? Anybody, anybody think Cubs are the best? We got any, yeah, there we go. Jennifer right there, she knows what she's talking about when it comes to baseball. She's the smart one here. Cheyenne, on the other hand, that's, that's another story. Now what... I'm saying there now, people do this. I remember when I worked at Walmart, there, uh, I worked at the Walmart Distribution Center in Spring Valley, and in the break room, there was this one section where all the Cardinal fans sat. 
And there was this other section where all the Cub fans sat. And they were always arguing with each other. They were always going at it. It it would get ugly. And then there was was another section where the White Sox uh, fans sat. And they were always arguing with each other. And they were always just running their mouths. That was pretty funny to watch sometimes. And it would get heated. But you know what? Really, none of those things were based on fact. What I just said about Jennifer and Cheyenne is not based on fact. It's only based on opinion. Because here's the facts. As much as I like the Cubs, they haven't won a World Series in over a hundred years. <laughs> and Cardinals, they have. They've they've won they've won some pretty recently. The facts, you know, but at the same time, those guys never looked at the facts. Those those Cub fans, while I was with them, while I liked the Cubs, the truth is that one of the years when they were arguing, Cardinals went to the World Series. And yet they still argued that the Cubs were it's like, no, you, you the facts are completely different. Have you seen the stats? Have you seen the standings? But it didn't matter. It was their opinion. And the, and the truth is, we all like to surround ourselves with people that agree with our opinions on things. We do that in sports. We do it in religion. We do it in politics. We do it in everything. And the, and the truth is, all these people that we're around, and we feel like because we have so much company, that must mean we're right. No, that's not the case. Really, the truth is, if the amount of fans determine what the best team was, it might be the Cubs. Cubs or Yankees, maybe. There's a lot of Cub fans out there. There's a lot of them. But the truth is, that doesn't determine the truth. People, they, they, you know, it's it's like, well, you know, people do care about my opinion. My opinion is good because, I mean, you wouldn't believe all the thumbs up I get on Facebook all the time for comments that I leave. You know, people are giving you a thumbs up because your opinion agrees with their opinion. If it disagreed, then you're going to get a thumbs down. They don't care. It's just it's the way it is. It's the way it works. People surround themselves with those who are already in agreement rather than seeking for the truth. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 14, it says, He that blesseth his friend with a loud voice, rising early in the morning, it shall be counted a curse to him. What that verse is saying right there, Maybe you have somebody, this, this person, they wake up in the morning and they got this friend praising something they've done. But they haven't even done anything yet. The Bible says that's a curse. Because that's going to quickly change. And there's a lot of folks out there, they will be really quick to praise you. But a lot of times it's because they've got an agenda of their own. And they're thinking that you're going to help that. That's what we see happen in politics all the time. There's an individual, people look and think, wow, they're very they're very likable, they're very uh, charismatic. Let's put our support behind this guy because he will help advance our agenda. And they will and they'll go and they'll do all these commercials for him. They'll say all these great things about him and they'll yell and cheer and scream for him. But then all of a sudden that person, they get into office and then they start governing by their conscience and they start doing some of their own things and all of a sudden their supporters are just railing on him and criticizing him and hating him. The truth is it was because they were praising him before they'd even done anything. They had an agenda of their own. And let me tell you, we don't want to get too caught up in that. We don't want to get too excited about how many people like us or how many people agree with us because that can change just like that because when it comes down to it, people only care about their opinion. Most people govern their lives based on their opinions. Their their opinion, it's the final authority in everything. Notice in that definition, it says... Uh, it's supported by a degree of evidence that renders it probable that it does not produce 
Absolute knowledge or certainty. Opinions, everybody's opinion here, and the reason it's different is they're all based on our way of thinking. We all have different ways of thinking. We all think different. We all, uh, there's, we've all got different ideas about things. We all have our own unique personalities. There's some people who are, uh, you know, who are nicer than other people, or more merciful. My wife, she's probably uh, more merciful than I am. I'm a, I'm a little more of a harsh one sometimes. She thinks a little bit different than I do. You know, if I'm if I'm at a restaurant and uh, they get my order wrong, which happens pretty much every time I go, for some reason, as much I hate cheese, it doesn't matter how many times I say don't put cheese on my sandwich, they put cheese on my sandwich. And you know me, I'm ready to go up there and turn into the Hulk and destroy the place. And think, you know, and then you know, my wife, but she's more the kind. Well, you know, they're really busy today, and there's a lot of people, and they're backed up, and they're, you know, and she's she's thinking all these things, you know. And so, you know, we all and we all have our our different things. We all have our own ways of thinking, and a lot of our opinions are based on those. Another thing, our opinions are based on our experiences. We look at what we've seen, what we've experienced in our life. Uh, when it comes down to different things, a lot of times when, when you ask somebody to give their opinion on something, they will tell you about something that they experienced. Maybe something that happened to them in their life. Maybe something that they saw. They're, uh, they'll talk about their experiences. Other, uh, another way, our opinions are based really just on our feelings. Well, you know, I just don't. This this doesn't this doesn't feel right. Well, you know that just because it doesn't feel right or this feels wrong. It, I said our feelings they can kind of be all over the place. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, you know sometimes we're kind of way up there. Sometimes we're way down there. And a lot of times our our attitudes, our mindsets, and our opinions they're they are they're based on our way, the way we think. They're based on our experiences. And they're based on our feelings, and all of us are different in those areas. We all have our things that we like. We all have uh, we all have things that maybe will get us emotional. Uh, we all have things that will uh, make us mad. We all we all have those things, and we're all different in that area. And you know, it's like people these days they want the world to be full of robots. That are exactly like they are. Now, I'm here to tell you, I know myself well enough to know that if the whole world was like me, it probably, it probably wouldn't work out real well. There was a Twilight Zone where that happened. <laughs> I remember where a guy he decided, you know, he he just hated everybody, and also the next day he goes to work and everybody is just like him. And this guy was kind of a miserable grump. And guess what? Everybody drove him crazy, and he hated it. And the truth is, we probably all would too. But the thing is, most people today are governing their lives based on their opinions. When it comes to when it comes to morality, when it comes to uh, you know religion, whatever, it's all about their opinion. And the truth is, we've got there's there's so many opinions that there's there's no way they can all be right. So how do we determine what's right? One thing that I that I want to do here, I I am probably is opinionated, if not more opinionated than anybody in here. I'm like that. But one thing that I'm uh, that I want to do, that I'm I'm doing my best to do, and I hope you all will even keep me accountable in this area. Is when, but when it comes to this church, when it comes to what we do here, it's not about opinions. It's about the Word of God. It's about what the Bible says. The final authority in everything. It should not be opinions. 
It should not be our experiences. If we're discussing how something should be done in this church, we don't need we we shouldn't be saying, "Well, I feel this way," or "I." think this way or you know what let me tell you about something that happened when we can sometimes use those things to help us to guide us and to help us see clearly we can listen to those things but when it all when it's all said and done we ought to be able to say this is what we're going to do because this is what the bible says this is what is in god's word second peter Chapter 1, verse 16, I want to read a passage. It says, For we have not followed cunningly devised fables, which we made known unto you, the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of His majesty. Now notice Peter here. Peter, he was one of the disciples of Jesus. Peter, he was there when he's talking about when Jesus was transfigured on the Mount of Transfiguration. Peter was there. He was an eyewitness of what he's about to tell. He says, We were eyewitnesses of His majesty. Verse 17, For He received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to Him from the excellent glory, This is My beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came out of heaven we heard when we were with Him in the holy mount. So not only did Peter see this, not only was he an eyewitness, he heard it. He heard it himself. He was there. And then notice what he says in 19. He says, We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. You know what Peter's saying here? He said, he's telling the story about when God said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Peter said, You know what? I was there. We were eyewitnesses of it. We saw it. You know what? We heard it. But he said, we have a more sure word of prophecy. You know what Peter says? More than just the fact you can... Peter believed in what happened. He believed it because he saw it. He believed it because he heard it. But more than that, what confirmed his belief was that it was in the Word. These things were prophesied. It had been been prophesied beforehand that the Messiah was going to come. The things that Jesus did, it was prophesied in the Old Testament Scripture that it was going to happen. He said these words, this this word that we had, it wasn't written by the will of men. This isn't men's opinions that we have here. But it says, holy men of God. The holy men of God, they spake as they were moved of the Holy Spirit. This Bible this is not man's word. It is God's word. And I'm here to tell you that it is. we can be more confident in what the Bible says than what we see or what we hear. And you say, well, how can we be more sure that if i I got to see it to believe it? You know, there's been things that I've seen and that I've heard that probably didn't happen. Have you ever heard the statement? Boy, my memory's so good. My memory now is better than it's ever been. I can even remember things that never happened. Did you know sometimes our memories aren't 100%? Did you know there's things that I can remember? I I remember this. This is what I remember. I remember when I was a kid, I was in in Sunday school. I was was probably like four years old. And I remember I'm in my Sunday school class. And I was in there and I wasn't behaving the best. And I was the teacher starts getting on to me. 
And she said, Tommy, she said, if you talk one more time, you're going to the bad chair. And you know, we were all scared of the bad chair. We didn't want to have to sit there. And I remember I'm there in the bad chair, or I'm sitting there being good, and she asked me a question, and I answered it, and she said, You just talked again, you're going to the bad chair. That's the way I remember it. But you know what? About twenty some years later, I was being you know teaching in school. I started noticing that I was doing I was being, you know, kids were telling their parents all kinds of stories about things that I had done that I hadn't done. I'm like, wait a minute. No, that's, that's not the way it happened. And I, thought, I, you know, I realized, you know what, kids don't always get their stories straight. Sometimes the way that we see things uh, isn't exactly the way it happened. You know what, I remember thinking back about that time. You know, every once in a while I would see that lady. It's like, yeah, you're the one that put me in the bed chair. All that I did, all that I did was answer your question. And you know what? Honestly, I while I remember it happening that way, I don't believe it happened that way. I don't. So I've heard too many kids tell stories about things that you know I supposedly did that I didn't even come close to doing. And I think you've all probably seen that in your own lives too. Maybe daddy come home from work, you know, mom or dad, mommy punished me for absolutely no reason. I did nothing. I was being sweet and kind and wonderful, and I, you know, I got punished. And it's not the way it happened. But in their minds it is. And you know what? The truth is, uh, what we see and what we hear, it's not 100%. But this Bible that we have is, and Peter said, it, we have a more sure word of prophecy. The Bible, it trumps any thought, any experience, or any emotion that we might have. You know, I, I, it aggravates me when you're trying to tell somebody, well, this is what the Bible says. And well, it's like, well, I don't feel that way. Well, I don't, our feelings are never going to agree. Our feelings are all over the place. They change all the time. And you know what? The Bible, but the Bible, it does not change. I don't see anywhere in the Bible where we're supposed to let our feelings be the guiding light in our life. My Bible says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word of God is what's supposed to guide us. It's not about our experiences. It's about what the word of God says. And when the Bible is your final authority, disagreements don't matter. There's things that I don't necessarily agree with in the Bible. There are. But guess what? When that happens, you know who's wrong? It's me. It's me. I'm the one that's wrong. And when you let disagreements control your actions, it's because of something that we talked about this morning in Sunday school, and that is pride. Pride is what causes it. Proverbs 13.10 says, Only by pride cometh contention, but with the well-advised is wisdom. Contention, it, it, it can be found in the workplace, it can be found in the home, and it can definitely be found in a church. And let me tell you, I've been there before in a church when there's contention going on, and my Bible says that that can only come by pride. It's because we feel like our opinion should be superior above everybody else's opinion because we're smarter, we're more experienced, we're whatever. We feel like our opinion should be 
you know, at a, at a level above everybody else's. There should be prioritized above everybody else. And that is pride. And that's why people get to fighting. It's like, well, I want blue carpet in the church. Another person wants green and they pick the blue. And it's like, you know what? The pastor, he must like the, that other person better. Because let me tell you, my opinion, green is what it should be, but he picked blue because he just, he likes them better. Maybe they, you know, they give more money or they're, you know, they're whatever. And that pride sets in. And all of a sudden there's contention over something that's absolutely ridiculous. Over a disagreement. You know, we ought to be able to disagree on stuff like that. We ought to be able to disagree on favorite colors. And we ought to be able to disagree. You know, it, you know, hopefully I haven't offended anybody and you're never going to come back to church because I hate cheese. Alright, you know what? We're allowed to disagree on what kind of foods we like. That's okay. You might like some of those things. I don't. I think it's gross. But that's, that's, that's my opinion. That's based on my experiences. You know, they ate cheese in the Bible, so I guess we can't say that it's wrong. It was, it was pretty, it was a pretty common thing they ate, but I, I don't like it. But a wise person, they don't care. With the well-advised is wisdom. A wise person will sit back and when there's disagreements, they'll say, you know what? It really doesn't matter. It's not going to change my life. You know, one way or the other. I, I'm not here so I can have the preeminence. There was a man in 3 John, I can't remember, I forgot his name, uh, but the Bible said he always loved to have the preeminence among men. He wanted... He, he just wanted to feel important. He wanted to feel like he was more important than everybody else. And that's, that's gonna happen if we're not careful that those kind of people are gonna come along, but we cannot, we cannot allow that to be, to happen to us. We a wise person does not care about a disagreement. Many people are there, they're insecure. And they feel like they've gotta, They've always got to just tell somebody off. You'll hear guys a lot of times. Guys are known for doing this. They're always bragging about how maybe they told off some authority figure. They're talking about how they cussed out their boss. They're talking about how they walked up the job. Or how they totally just dissed some authority figure. Maybe some kids will be talking about how they told off their school teacher or how they really let their parents have it. And you know, and they're, they're doing this because it's like they've got to prove to somebody that what their opinion is more important, that they're better in some way. But when we refuse to follow authority in our life because of a disagreement, that's going to have God's hand working against us. And you know what? The same thing goes in the church. First Peter chapter 5, verse 1, it says, The elders which are among you I exhort who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Now this here, this is Bible. Alright? This is, I didn't come up with this. This is in the Bible. He's talking about the elders or he's talking about, uh, that's another term for the pastors. And in verse 2 he says, feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being in samples to the flock. You know what? As a pastor, I'm, I'm not the pastor of this church, so I can tell everybody what to do. Okay? If you know me, you know I'm not interested in that. While I'm as opinionated as anybody, while I've got strong opinions, I'm not interested in controlling everybody's lives. Okay? I got enough work with that with my five kids. Okay? So you know I'm, but. God, as a pet, God's called me to be a pastor, and He's told me to feed the flock. He's told me to preach the word, and He's told me to set an example. And then in verse four it says, "And when the chief shepherd, which is Jesus Christ, 
The pastor, he's just an under-shepherd. The pastor is only supposed to do what is commanded in the Bible. I I shouldn't be doing my own thing here. It says, When the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. If I'll be a faithful shepherd or a faithful pastor, and if if I do things the way God said to do it, then Bible says that there'll be a crown of glory that fadeth not away. I want to get that. And then in verse five, likewise ye younger, talking about talking about the others in the church, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. He said, all of you, I want you to subject yourselves to each other. I want you to put yourself under each other. Wait a minute. You mean let somebody else in the church, maybe they have a different position in the church. Maybe they've got authority in a different area. And you put themselves under? What? I'm not going to do that. They can't tell me what to do. They're younger than I am, or maybe they're not as smart as I am. God said to do that, and He knows what He said. He said, and be clothed with humility. It takes humility to do that. If you've got a pride problem, you will not be able to submit. That's why many children will not submit to their parents. That's why many workers will not submit to their bosses at work. They have too much pride. They're not going to let somebody tell them what to do that's younger than them, or maybe not even as smart as they are. They're not going to do that. But the Bible says, that when we do that, we're clothed with humility, and God resists. God works against the proud, but He giveth grace unto the humble. He gives what you don't even deserve. If God sees you in your area submitting, in an area where He wants you to do that, that takes humility. And God's going to see that, and God's going to be pleased. And He's going to say, you know what? These people, they're not perfect because we're all going to make mistakes. Maybe that person they're following that they put themselves under, they could have done a better job. They've done some things wrong. But God says, you know what? I'm still going to bless that person anyway. God, He's He's called me here to be the pastor. And you know what? I can guarantee you I'm not the best pastor in the world. I can guarantee you there's people that are here that are smarter than me in many areas. I guarantee you that there's people here that are older than me. But if God sees that submission... God's going to look at that, and even if I'm not doing the best job, God's going to look at you and say, look at how they've submitted. And it's not that you submitted to me. I can't tell you what to do. I can't make anybody stay here. I can't make you listen to me. You do it on your own. You choose to do that. And it's not in submission to me. It's in submission to God. And God's going to see that and say, you know what? I'm going to bless them just as I would if they had the best pastor in the world in their church. God's going to bless you anyway, and it's going to have nothing. And let me tell you, none of us in here are the best in the world. I'm not the best pastor. You're probably not the best church members in the world. Alright, not picking on. I'm just saying there's probably, there's always somebody better out there. <laughs> there's always somebody. But when God sees us doing what we know we're supposed to do, God's going to give us grace and He will bless you like you are. But that's going to take humility. That's going to take humility. But when you refuse to follow because of disagreement, God's going to work against you. Many people today who've never pastored a church have very strong opinions about how a church should be run. It's kind of like me. I've never, uh, I've never managed a baseball team, but when I'm watching a baseball game, I'm thinking, man, that manager's an idiot. Why doesn't he leave that pitcher in? Why doesn't he put this guy in? Why doesn't he have this person pinch hit? I've never been a manager before. Chances are, uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. But boy, I love to hear myself say what should be done. Yeah, I've never been a politician before. I've never been the President of the United States. 
But boy, do I love to say what the president should be doing. Do I love saying what all he's what, what he's doing wrong and what I would do if I was a president? I love to hear it. I get excited about what would be accomplished if it if it was me. But the truth is, God didn't call me to that. I've never done it. And the truth is, I guess I am entitled to my own, my own opinion, but it doesn't change reality at all. And sadly, though, many people today they treat their opinions like they treat their armpits. Or they need to treat their opinions like they treat their armpits. Just like you try to cover the real scent, sometimes we just need to keep our opinions to ourselves. <laughs> we can have them, but sometimes it's best just to, you know what? Yeah, I, I, the pastor definitely could have done this better, but you know what? Well, I'm going to keep that to myself. He doesn't need to know about it. You know what? That person's outfit that they wore, that was kind of ugly, but you know what? Uh, that's my opinion. I'm going to keep that to myself. We don't. We shouldn't just be going out and, and and like I said, with the internet age and everything today. I mean, everybody's constantly on there, you know, commenting on these news stories and things and just giving their opinions. And some of, them, I mean, you know, some of them I'm like, yeah, you know, that's good because it agrees with mine. And then some of them, like, man, these people are idiots. And some of them, I'm just like, you know what? That's just stupid. Why don't they just keep their mouth shut? And most of the time. That's that's what we need to do. We and as much as as much as I love all you folks, as much as we seem to be getting along and everything, I guarantee you in every area we're not going to agree in everything. I love my wife more than anybody else in this world. I've chosen to spend my life with her, but guess what? We don't agree on everything. Does that mean I should say, "All right, that's it. I'm calling it quits. We're getting divorced." I don't I don't agree with you. Our our tastes when it comes to eating are completely different. We don't eat any of the same things. Uh, that doesn't that doesn't mean not a ditcher. You know, we we got to work together, and that's and in, in a church, sadly, the devil is using opinions and disagreements to split people apart and to send them in all kinds of different directions. And it's very important that we're that we be unified as a church. And over the next several weeks, we're going to talk about some of the, some of the main areas. There's all kinds of little things we're going to kind of talk about. Some of the main areas. I think it's I think I believe it's very important that we be unified on these things. And you know, don't be like a lot of folks and be like, ah, you know, I slightly disagree. I'm never going back there again. That pastor's evil. Okay, please please don't do that. We've got to learn how to handle disagreements. Most people today. Do not know. And it causes a lot of problems. Don't let that happen to you. So let's all stand together with our heads bowed and eyes closed.